a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the extended version of Inside Sources here on a beautiful Thursday in the great state of Utah. We'll be with you all the way till 3 o'clock today when we'll pass the baton to the great Jeff Kaplan, who will get you home safe and smart with everything you need. Uh, we're going to continue our uh, conversation. If you're just joining us, before the break, we were going down uh, some of the 2020 candidates, and uh, Andrew Yang uh, came up. He's he's hanging in there, and he's hanging around in a really interesting way. Uh, we've had Robin Biro, our Democratic strategist friend, uh, former Obama uh, campaign field operator, uh, that uh, said he's one that he will probably hang around and, and could actually be standing in those last three or four uh, come spring. And... Uh, Andrew Yang uh, put out a an idea yesterday uh, relating to blockchain voting. Now, most voters hear blockchain voter voting, and they have no idea what that is. And so we thought we better get an expert to uh, talk about what it is, what it means, risks, challenges, difficulties. Uh, so we're very pleased to be joined in studio today by Neil Bly. He is the owner of Friendless. Uh, from uh, innovating his uh, personalized learning to designing APIs for engineering, uh, excuse me, for engineers. Uh, Neil has led product development in educational, financial, social spaces, a host of other things. Uh, and, and interesting to me, he has a, an MS in instructional psychology and technology. That makes him a very rare bird. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Neil, thanks for joining us in studio today. Thank you. Good to be here. So so give us the uh, the nuts and bolts version for those of us who are of the less tech-savvy generation. Uh, what is blockchain technology? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And first, let's just kind of separate blockchain from crypto and uh, cryptocurrencies. So we hear a lot about crypto right now. We talk a lot about uh, Bitcoin. And so we're seeing all of these blockchain ideas emerging into different, uh, into the different companies right now. And Facebook has just announced Libra. But for today and for what Andrew Yang is talking about, we want to move aside the conversation of the cryptocurrency nature and just focus on the technology that enables all these cryptos. So if, if you want to kind of set aside the hype and you're a little not really sure where you fall on this Bitcoin conversation, ignore Bitcoin. Let's just think about blockchain. Essentially... In a traditional environment, we have how we store data. We store data in a database, which is generally a centralized server owned by an entity, a company, a personal Mm -hmm. system, whereas in blockchain – uh, we kind of rewrite the rules, and so when building things on blockchain, you kind of you kind of have to let go of any of your previous uh, conceptions of how you approach data and how you spread it. Because ultimately, blockchain at its heart 
is a ledger. Just simple. If you imagine you just have a piece of paper where you have credits and debits, like you typically think in an accounting ledger, uh, a blockchain is a chain of blocks. So every block has the same information that the other blocks have. So every participant in the blockchain has the same copy of ledger. So if I have a system that's inputting data into the blockchain, you have a system, and we all have a system, we all have the same copy. So inherently, you are unable to tamper with that. If you tried to Mm. modify that data, instead of changing something in the same source that I would read, you change it on yours, if it doesn't work with mine, it doesn't line up. So having this public ledger, this shared ledger that's redundant across every participant in the system makes it kind of tamper-proof. This is where Andrew Yang is getting at. So so he actually said, uh, this is a quote from Andrew Yang uh, from his website. He says, it's ridiculous that in 2020 we're still standing in line for hours to vote in antiquated voting booths. It is 100% technically, technically possible to have fraud-proof voting on our mobile phones today using blockchain. So I'm, I'm going to stop in his quote there. Uh, and so just uh, take us one step further, Neil, in terms of how this could be used for electronic voting. Yeah, so uh, one, one of uh, blockchain, one of the most exciting things about blockchain is actually around identity management. So in identity management, if you think typically um, all the different pieces of information, if you're going to go register to vote, you have your driver's license, your addresses, bills. And generally with identity, you have a lot of information that uh, is not necessarily applicable to the specific thing you're trying to prove your identity. I show up for registration. All you need to know that I'm legally allowed to register and I get one vote. And you don't need all of the other information or the sec- the you don't need to understand any of the, the privacy concerns I have. I don't want to show you my driver's license. I don't want you to know right. all of these other things. And so uh, blockchain has a certain amount of uh, anonymity that allows into mm-hmm. this layer of technology. I would be able to do a vote from the convenience of my phone or any other electronic uh, method, I'd be able to register a vote. I would know who I am and that my vote is going into the system. Your The, the chain would reconcile that, and you would see that I voted, and I would see that I voted. You would not be able to easily match my vote to it. So at the same time, we have tamper-proof redundancy, and then we also have the ability to I maintain my privacy, yet I still have a legitimate vote. And the convenience of doing that without having to show up in person, my vote on the blockchain is good as I was showing up in person with the ability to also – and being able to avoid exposing any other of my other data. The rest of the data, that's really interesting. The other thing that uh, Andrew Yang said in his statement was this would revolutionize true democracy, increase participation that includes all Americans. Those without smartphones could use the legacy systems uh, and lines would be very short. Uh, So he's saying you know, we we can have different ways to come at it and uh, and go for it there. Uh, you, you mentioned the security issue, which I think is where everybody's hackles go up is, uh, you, know, you know, what if the Russians tamper <laughs> or what if China weighs in? Uh, and, and often we do talk about Russia, but we should talk about China and North Korea and, uh, and a host of other uh, bad actors who would love to, to hack in and tamper. Uh, what's the what's the great saving piece for that? Uh, so inherently in uh, blockchain, it does have, again, it's tamper-proof and has the ability to uh, manage these identities. Now, also, also look, uh, there is a bit of hype around blockchain. So that that is kind of an appeal to what Andrew Yang is talking about, to be able to insert that. There are a lot of technologies. We can close this gap from our primitive voting system now mm-hmm. into this new era. And blockchain, uh, again, because of how tamper-proof and the inherent security – 
could be this answer. And I welcome these kind of debates of any of this kind of technology to bring us uh, into this new age of where we could go with electronic voting. Um, The specifics, the specifics around blockchain uh, gets people a little uncomfortable. But I think we're only talking about this voting stuff because of things like blockchain and because of Russian interference and other outside interference, um, which also those countries are also trying to go, do these same kind of measures in their systems to to explore things like blockchain and yeah. fix their voting system. Um, Fantastic. Let me let me ask you one thing. We've got just about a minute left. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've got Neil Bly, uh, owner of Friendless, uh, talking about blockchain, a, a big proposal by uh, Andrew Yang in terms of electronic voting, voting by your phone or by computer. Uh, in just our, our last minute here, I think one of the questions everyone has to ask is, okay, Maybe we can do all the security things and the blockchain takes care of the tampering stuff. Uh, then we have to get down to the ethical things of what if you've got a guy, you know, walking down the street with uh, hundred dollar bills uh, with going up to people with smartphones and saying, hey, just, you know, log in, do this vote and, and a hundred bucks is yours. How do we deal with the ethical challenge of that? Just real quick. I don't know. That's not a new, a real quick answer. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know I'll, I'll tell you something. That, 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 that is a tough one. I'm not sure I'm the ethics expert on this. I, I, I will tell you something. I was having a conversation um, with some friends recently around uh, blockchain and its use. And uh, one thing that struck me is uh, there's a certain amount. We look at look at the way blockchain is being implemented in other countries, um, whether it's through cryptocurrencies or uh, in, in startups in the private sector. And then, again, these things that we're implementing to try to reform uh, regulated places or uh, places like uh, in, in government agencies, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, I think we have a bit of privilege in in the United States, where uh, we think, hey, blockchain, it seems a little unnecessary. We could just kind of do all these other tech. But one of the things we found in uh, the blockchain, the inherent, the 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 easy implementation and the natural parts of all of this make it easy to do in all of these more developing nations. Yeah. Where I, I think we have the luxury of talking around some of the ethics around yeah. this. Because the technology is not quite ready. Okay, fantastic. Neil Bly, fantastic insight. We're going to have you come back because I am certain this is going to be a topic of conversation for a long time to come. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk about the president's big gamble on the economy for 2020. Again, big thanks to Neil Bly for joining us, talking about blockchain electronic voting. Very important discussion to be had there. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources right here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.